Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon and good night. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon and good night is because we are lucky enough to be on Radio Italia Uno every Monday from 2 till 3 in the afternoon. So thank you to everybody that's listening to us on Radio Italia Uno every Monday. And uh, of course, thank you especially for sharing um, the program with your friends and telling all your relatives to listen in. And uh, of course, the good thing about it is that I have a lot of people now that listen to this program simply because somebody told them to listen to it or they're studying business or they, they're in business for themselves and they've been asked to, hey, have you heard of this program? Because of all my guests that come on, that's what the show is really all about. So, you know, I keep saying every week and I'll say it forever, it's not about me, it's about the guests. It's about the guests and the knowledge that they bring to the program and that's what people are sharing. And I just want to say thank you so much also for all the people that have shared the podcast. And, of course, thanks to Ron and Karen from Podcast City Adelaide who help it uh, to go to podcast every week. And the good thing about that is we are in over 40 countries now. And I know that because I get emails and messages from people in those 40 countries. And I always ask, where are you from? And it's quite interesting. The other day, for example, I got a message from somebody that was in Wisconsin. And I thought, oh, is that... And I sent a message back to them. I said, is that Wisconsin, USA? And she said, how do you know? (laughs) And I said, because I know. But anyway, that was one of the things. But also, we've had people from Colombia. And we had um, a couple of people from Colombia who were sending me messages. and, And at first, I wasn't sure where they were from because I just answered them the messages as quick as I get them. And, and then I asked several people, I said, oh, exactly where are you or what country are you in? And they said, oh, why? And, and, and then, you know, some people don't want to tell you anything. <laughs> but um, what happens is because they've been recommended to listen to this program by one of their friends, then what happens is that there's a, a level of trust there straight away. So that's what I'm talking about when I talk about business. When somebody gives you a referral, you are going to go to that referral before you go to another unknown person you know if like this afternoon this very afternoon my nephew has uh, just arrived back from New South Wales and um, he's here for a few days before he goes back and he asked me um, where do I get my tires from you know for my car so immediately he said oh do you still go to that place blah 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 and I said yeah I said the chap that was there originally is not there anymore his wife is still there and he said okay I'll go and see her you know, so immediately a referral is worth tenfold anything else. Now, that's why I really, really want to say thank you because because of the universities and because of the people who are studying business and um, or are in business, we get a lot of people referring our program to them or our podcast. So thank you. And our special guest today is a perfect example because, you know, um, there's a gentleman out there called Jonathan De Potter that um, I've never met, he's never met me, and I've just seen his pretty face on the on the screen here. And Jonathan, welcome to the program. Um, Jonathan is originally American. You'll hear his voice, uh, you know, when he starts speaking. He's from America. He's lived in Hawaii for quite a long time. Um, then he spent some time in New Zealand, 
and uh, he's travelled over to Hong Kong, worked in Hong Kong, and travelled around, and now he's currently living in Thailand. So, Jonathan, welcome to the program. Thank you, Peter. It's a, it's a real pleasure to be here, and yeah, what a what a great introduction. You know, I think the best thing about podcasting is just sharing sharing the love, sharing information. I think we all have things to learn from one another, and I think podcasting is just such an incredible medium to do that. So I, I've just yeah. so it's it's great to hear all your success. Forty countries, congratulations. Yeah, look, look, I keep saying, you know, I'm I'm honoured. I'm honoured. I really am honoured. But it's not me because if I try to do a program, people say, who the hell's he? You know, and what's so good about him? But my guest is what really makes it, you know, the, the information that people learn from my guest. There is, there is four or five people just recently that have sent me um, emails or texts or Facebook you know, uh, things and saying, I've heard your podcast, I want to get in touch with so-and-so and so-and-so. And I say all the time, you tell me who you want. If I can't help you, I'll, I'll find somebody for you. But, you know, the, when people used to listen to the radio show and, and just hear the show, then what happens is that you hear the show, after the show, it's hard to go back to listen to it again. But the good thing about podcasting, once you've heard it, you can stop it, go back a bit and hear it again, or you can go right back to the beginning and hear the whole lot again, or you can share it with somebody else. And that's happening quite a lot. And more and more people are sharing it, and I'm getting information saying, thank you very much because this guy helped me or this lady helped me. You know, And two weeks ago, we actually did a video podcast. So we're sitting at the other end of the studio over there on the two armchairs, and we had like an own little studio, like a TV studio. So if you look at the one with uh, Jackie Green, um, and I d did a podcast here, uh, but it was a video podcast, so people can actually see us while we're talking. At the moment, uh, Jonathan's in Thailand, so until I go there or he comes here, we're not going to meet face to face. <laughs> but Jonathan, thank you so much for your time. Now, tell us a little bit about you, what, what you're currently doing. And then we'll go back and explore how you got there. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. So um, my company is Behold Retreats and yep. we run uh, what I would describe as psychedelic retreats, psychedelic transformation uh, for predominantly for leaders and for executives. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, psychedelics are really on the up in terms of their potential to help people with a broad variety of problems, but also to expand their consciousness um, for personal growth, for personal transformation. And um, yeah, that's what we try to do. We try to be of service to people who are ready to do uh, this very deep work. It's certainly not for everyone, mm -hmm. but when people you know, do their own research, hear their own stories, uh, begin to poke a little bit around on YouTube, people generally get a very deeply felt sense if mm -hmm. it's something that's calling to them or you know, on the other hand, whether it's not for them. Okay. So uh, for people who've never heard of psychedelic other than, you know, when I hear that, it sounds like somebody's on drugs and they go, Whoa! or these, you know, 60s and 70s when all the psychedelic music was on and the hippie era. Um, what is psychedelic retreats? Explain that to yeah. us. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'm glad that you raised that association because that's also the association that I had for most of my life. I've spent most of my life as an atheist. I didn't believe in anything spiritual. And, um, and I also had the same association, you know, substances and quote unquote drugs yeah. being negative in their nature, yep. uh, because yep. that's what I saw around me. That's what I was taught in school. Yep. You know, that's what all the, the popular culture tells us. <laughs> uh, and so I was very surprised when I found that there was really deep transformational benefits to being able to access uh, 
uh, parts of these parts of the subconscious. And so when we talk about psychedelics, it means, you know, the, the direct translation is mind manifesting. So okay. Uh, okay. one of the descriptions that I like for psychedelics is that it amplifies our sensitivity to parts of ourselves that we might not otherwise have access to, right? Mm -hmm. So we've all got, uh, most of us in the modern world, we've been traumatized to a greater or lesser degree as children, um, right. and we can go deeper into that. Yep. We've got very highly active minds. We even identify ourselves as our minds. Mm -hmm. uh, and often we have some kind of unexplained uh, character traits, some, some emotions that we might be struggling with yep. on a day-by-day -day basis. And so these, these medicines, whether it's ayahuasca, mm -hmm. whether it's 5-MeO-DMT, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, these yep. are the, the medicines that we predominantly yep. work with. These are all psychedelics that can really help us access more of who and what we are and help us connect with our purpose, unlock more of our potential, and indeed kind of heal those things from the past that are keeping us from what we mm -hmm. really are. Well, it's funny because as you're talking there, I, I, I can name about 10 people that as soon as I mentioned I had somebody there talking about psychedelic retreats, they'll be over there. <laughs> yeah, but look, it's interesting because um, – I was talking to my son, who is a uh, audio technician and and uh, he a recording uh, technician and and one of the best in Adelaide, um, and he was telling me that the Beatles during the period when they were all, all on drugs and all that sort of stuff, that's the period where they wrote their best songs because they, yeah. they had no inhibitions and they just got in and they just wrote their songs, you know, and some of the most popular songs. And the, the one, the number one song that's been recorded the most and copied the most or, you know, yesterday uh, was written, that song yesterday was written during that period when they were all spaced out, you know, and uh, Lucy in the Sky and all that sort of stuff, you know, although they have different meanings, but they, um, unfortunately or whatever, there's a, a negative connotation to everything that can also be good. So yeah, so that's, I'm interested in what you're talking about because I'm sure that there are people that would stand by what you're saying, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you raised that example and also that, um, that uh, point of distinction in relation to, you know, are these, are these, things that are inherently positive are mm -hmm. these things that are inherently negative. And I think, you know, like, uh, like any tool, mm -hmm. it's, it's the intention behind it that is of greatest importance. And so when people are doing the mental and emotional work before working with these powerful medicines mm -hmm. and they have intentionality that relates to connecting with their higher selves, to healing, to, um, yeah, unlocking more of their human potential, yep. then that's, you know, that's likely what's going to unfold for them uh, in the experience. It's not to say that they're going to have an easy experience, right? Because often we need to face kind of some of the shadows, the things, the places we don't want to look. It's the ego structure that keeps us from looking in these dark places where, uh, you know, there's some, there's some dark stuff to, to yeah. face within ourselves. So um, it's not that, you know, I, the way I look at these things, it's not that psychedelics are inherently positive. You can go look at any psychedelic community. And I think it's probably, they don't reflect the energy that you and I might aspire to, right? Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, if you <laughs> take this very seriously yeah. and you use these tools and, and respect the power that they have yes. as transformational tools, then they can be really, well, they can be really. Yeah, my, my wife is a psych, um, a, a clinical hypnotherapist and uh -huh. she, she does clinical hypnotherapy and I've done, you know, studies of NLP and, and, and hypnotherapy and that, and I use it with my clients in a, in a coaching 
setting. You know, she uses it from from a medical and a clinical uh, setup, and she uses it continuously with with whole lots of different people. You know, from different ages. She's working with children. Um, she works with their parents. She works with, you know, um, also she's worked with Olympic athletes. You know, the, during the lockdown, um, especially oh. we had quite a few South Australian um, athletes who were you know, wavering whether they should go to the Olympics, whether they shouldn't, the COVID stopped it, they couldn't have it that year and everybody was geared up for it. You know, and unfortunately it's once every four years and you, you miss that cycle, you, then it becomes an eight-year cycle and it's really hard to get peak performance, at, you know, eight years down the track, you know, yeah. uh, and, and another four years down the track is really hard. Um, so she's been working with people like that and, and I know that there are other people who, who take drugs to... Uh, calm themselves and relax themselves and or different mediums that they use you know uh, different meditations and stuff like that and you know I don't want to get into a, a fight with anybody but I, I, I like to stand my ground and I like to be a little bit you know provocative sometimes but people will, will say meditation is against God or meditation is against this or whatever you know and then others will say oh no we pray, and when we're in pray, that's a meditation. We we don't like mantras. We don't like mantras. But when you're a Christian and you do the Hail Marys, you know, you go through the rosary bead, that's like a mantra, <laughs> you know. And they say, no, it's not, no, it's not. I say, well, yes, it is. <laughs> to me, I love stirring them up, you know. So, yeah. you know, sometimes you need to get into that state to relax and let all that other rubbish that's in your head just drop out so that you can focus on what you want to focus on. So is that the well, sort of that, thing that you guys do or? Yeah, well, you know, what, what I love that you've just said there is that there's there's many ways to unlock who and what we are, right? And I think meditation is a beautiful way. I think there's many religious traditions, wisdom traditions, ancient traditions. Mm -hmm. There's plant medicine, there's breath work, there's yoga. There's so many yeah. tools. These days. hypnotherapy. My mom's yeah. a hypnotherapist yeah. as well. Um, yeah. You know, there's many, there's many tools that we have at our disposal mm. to be able to access more of what we are. Um, one of the ways that I like to describe this, and, and for, for people, I also like to relate it to business in a sense, because it's been so such a powerful tool to help me guide my own development of this business is that mm -hmm. if we spend the time and the energy to look for the point at which we begin, and what I mean by that is where is your, you know, you have a, a place at which you believe that you begin. It's, yes. it's where your consciousness starts. Now, if you go and try and locate where you actually begin, you will find that process is likely to last you a very long time. Could last you, in, depending on what you believe, yeah. many lifetimes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so that's that's the process of of you know understanding who and what we truly are, which is which is very exciting. And I believe that to be the fundamental purpose of the human experience. It's not to get a four car garage. Yeah. It's not to do this. It's not to do that. Um, all the stuff on the outside world, you know, all of our senses point outwards. And but it's, I want I think the four car garage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, and there's nothing wrong with the four car garage i believe in abundance i believe in collective yeah. abundance i think we can all yeah. be abundance i think we can all win this game together 100 yeah. um but i yeah. do think that you know the one thing that you can bring with you and this is again just my belief is yeah. that you can bring your your spiritual development from yeah. this life into the next life and yeah. so for me that has become my number one priority and everything else that comes as a result of our own personal growth and personal yeah. development is just a reflection of what's happening in our inside world manifesting in the outside okay. world we we got to take a break because we're over fifteen minutes already. Wow, this time goes fast. Okay, Jonathan, we'll we'll come straight back and we'll talk a bit more about what we just ended up on.
When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232 to book. Or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us. Which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies. Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Radio Italia 1 Sito internet www.italia1.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno and on podcast around the world. And thank you to all our listeners around the world on our podcast. Thanks to Podcast City, Ron and Karen do a fantastic job here and their business is growing so fast. It's, it's just fantastic what they're doing. Um, so proud of them. Now, um, my special guest today is Jonathan De Potter, And Jonathan is... Um, uh, living currently living in Thailand, and he runs uh, Behold Retreats. And uh, Jonathan was just telling us about um, psychic, what do you call it? Um, psychic retreats? Um, psychedelic retreats? Psychedelic, sorry, psychedelic. What am I talking about? Psychedelic retreats. And um, that pricked a few ears straight away, and I know that people say, what? But, uh, you know, um, I can see him on the Zoom here, and he doesn't look like he's spaced out. And uh, I think, the <laughs> see, that's the thing. People got this Im- image in their head that, you know, it's all wow, wow, wow. But, but then we talked about meditation. We talked about prayer. We talked about um, other means of, of uh, relaxing and, and uh, mantras and that people do to relax and unwind. And when you do unwind, then you can get the problem solved or then you can get the issues worked out at, you know. And you talked about you know, next life, you know, and past lives. And some people will go, no, 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 there's no such thing. Uh, and yet, if you're religious and, and the people that are tell me, we're going to die and we're going to go to heaven, you know, wherever your heaven is, you know, you're going to go and live with Allah or you're going to go and live with, with God or Buddha or somewhere else, you know, or you reincarnate, you know. So there's so many people in the world that will believe 
uh, in religion, which is a second, third life. <laughs> and, and yet when we talk to them about it, they say, what are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you know, they say, what are you talking about? You know, they, they resent you mentioning it or they get upset. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, I don't know about you, but this is what I've been taught and all I'm doing is sharing it, you know. But so tell me about when you were a kid. Let, let's go back a little bit. When you were a kid, at what age do you think you had your first, aha, uh-huh, I'm going to be a policeman, I'm going to be, a, you know, a fireman, I'm going to be whatever you, you I'm going to be a cowboy Indian, you know, <laughs> or a bank robber. Okay. <laughs> what, what was your aspirations that you could your first ones that you can remember? You know, there was a couple, there was always a couple of things for me. One was going to space. That was always, uh, that was always a big one. Just, you know, yes. it just seemed so cool to be able to leave the earth. It just it was very kind of expansive. Yes. Uh, yeah. Expansive possibilities. Mm-hmm. The other thing was I just loved uh, taking care of animals. So I used to uh, volunteer when I was a kid yeah. at a local animal shelter. And, and that brought me a lot of joy as well, because, you know, there's, there's so many different personalities that you could mix with um, in, in that in environment. Animals. So both of those yeah. things were always in, in my mind, on my mind. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And and which one of those did you do? I mean, obviously, you volunteered at a shelter, right? At a, at a, an animal shelter? Uh, uh-huh. Or was it a particular type of animal? Cats, dogs, or horses, or, you know? All sorts. We, there All was sorts. goats, there was, there was birds, cats okay. and dogs, yeah. everything. <laughs> okay, because we have, we have specific shelters and then we have some which are like little farm where there's lots of animals, different animals. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've got here in Australia, we have kangaroo uh, shelters, which are just kangaroos. We also have some which are just um, koalas sanctions, you know, and um, trying to look after koalas, especially after the bushfires, you know, there, so many were destroyed. Um, and unfortunately, the population <laughs> was devastated of all the wildlife that we had, you know, or we have here. But um, mm. so the, the fact is, from there, I mean, uh, at what age did you say, well, I want to be a career? What was your uh, initial career? What were you taught? You know, what I'm trying to say is because you grew up in America. Um, you know, you grew up in Hawaii. Was it? Yeah, in, in Hawaii. That's in right. Hawaii. So you grew up in Hawaii. Um you know, a lot of people don't think that that's America, <laughs> you know, but it is. Um, and the other thing, of course, the, the Hawaiians would have a different mindset to the mainland Americans, they do. I, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, because the ones I've met <laughs> certainly have, you know. Uh, it's a different cultural background as well. You know, this is what yeah. I've picked up because they, they have a tribal mentality. They have a, um, a heritage mentality which doesn't exist in most of the rest of america where i've been anyway you know i've noticed that difference you know um yeah so what was your professional aspirations you know for me as a as a kid i also really enjoyed uh, playing on computers and so for me that just naturally evolved into studying computer science at Mm -hmm. university right um, because i was just good with computers and then that evolved into working as a programmer so i actually started my career as a programmer in telecommunications and then i met someone who was just a really fantastic mentor and he took me under his wing and taught me strategy and product and all of these other kind wow. of more i would describe as business centric concepts yeah and uh, i worked for him on and off for uh, for 10 years and he just taught me so much over that duration mm-hmm. excellent so what were some of the positions you had you were working in uh, in hawaii for a while and then you went to uh, new zealand 
So actually, I moved to New Zealand for university. Yes. So uh, when I was 17 years old and um, studied there. And then I worked at Telecom New Zealand, which is um, the local yeah. telecommunications company, company yes. for about seven years. And right. so I, I worked in initially as a programmer. Then I moved into a strategy role. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I ultimately had a few different strategy roles and then into a mobile product role, mm -hmm. uh, doing pricing and product propositions uh, within the mobile team. Fantastic. So the, the point is, who inspired you during these periods? Who, who was your, like I said, you had a mentor earlier on, um, but when you were in New Zealand and, and you were doing that, uh, who, what made you want to keep growing or keep doing that? Because some people sit in a position and hold that position for a long, long time. You're obviously different. <laughs> so Yeah, and, I, you know, I think it came as a result of, of the mentorship. I was blessed to have actually a few people around me that were really – quality, complex problem solvers. Mm -hmm. um, and I just saw the way in which they were able to synthesize very complex situations down to down to kind of bite-sized pieces that mm -hmm. people could understand and agree with, or at least have robust conversation over. Mm -hmm. And from that, to be able to determine uh, appropriate strategic direction and begin to think about, you know, how to execute around yeah. that. It was just a lot of complexity. And so, you know, for me, I, I think I'm someone that was always drawn towards complexity and towards problem solving. Mm -hmm. And so to see a group of people who could work together yes. um, as, as a team and as a, as a collective um, to tackle what was yes. very complex questions, it was just very, mm -hmm. um, it, it fed my mind quite yes. a bit. Uh, and at the time that was, you know, I, I felt like I was growing a lot and I was really given <laughs> many opportunities to stretch myself Fantastic. Um, through that. Yeah. Well, that's what we talk about. You know, you become who you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with a, with a particular group of people, you end up coming like them, you know, and you, if you surround yourself with another group of people, you'll become more like them. And, uh, you, you know, you become who you surround yourself with. So uh, wherever you are in, in any part of the world or wherever you are, you know, look at who are your friends. Look at who you can become friends with. Look at how you can become and, and pick your friends, you know, not let them pick you necessarily because I know some people that when I do coaching with them, they say, well, you know, I've known this guy for a long time. I said, yeah, but don't you see that you're telling me everything you tell me, he's a, a user, he's not a, you know, and they abuse you or they, they take advantage of you. They're, they're uh -huh. not giving. They're, they're just not giving. That's what you've just told me. And he said, yeah, I have. I said, well, why would you want to be friends with them? You know? Now, I don't say drop them like a hot dinner, but, you know, like a hot cake or whatever. But I'm saying look at who you're going to be friends with. Look at where you're going and where you're moving towards, you know, because you could be moving – in a negative direction, which is not necessarily in your best interest, you know, because sometimes people sure. are, are so easily led, you know, and for sure. Yeah, for sure. I just wanted to, to share, like, for me, that was so true, particularly in Hong Kong, when I was working there and strategy consulting, mm -hmm. it was the work hard, play hard culture was so normalized, you know, yeah. out, <laughs> you know, many times, many times a week out, yeah. you know, drinking it up with my buddies. And it was just so normal. Yes. And now they're always yeah. surprised. They're like, Oh, you don't want to come out. And it's like, No, I don't because I, I don't want to be hung over anymore. 
I it, it lowers my energy. Uh, it's I want to take care of my life. <laughs> yeah, I want to take care of my life. Yeah, that's, totally, that, totally. That's interesting because good. most of the people, and I would say the same in in um, every other city I've been to, um, the expats working in other countries seem to have this cultural mentality that they all get together, they all get drunk, they like you said, work hard, play hard, you know. But um, okay, we're going to take another break, and we'll come straight back after this. Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, granito, marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. Thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 82 6-2-2-8-0. Unique Stone. We won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Did you know that Podcast City can record your podcast right here in the studios of Radio Italia Uno on our professional recording equipment? Podcast City can also come to your location with our mobile studio. We can record just your audio or work with you to plan, record, edit and distribute your podcast to your audience. If you would like to find out more and receive a free podcast startup checklist or book a time to record your podcast, call Radio Italia Uno on 8212377 or go to podcastcity.com.au. Podcast City, podcasting the easy way. Radio Italia Uno is hosting its annual Radiothon on Saturday evening the 23rd of July. The station's major fundraiser will be held at the Molinara Social and Sports Club at Windsor Gardens. Enjoy a three-course meal plus cake and coffee and meet Radio Italia Uno's on-air presenters. Tickets are just $55. Drinks available to purchase at the bar. Plus, live entertainment. You can purchase tickets from Angela on 0401 598 448, Luciana 0421 333 123, Pina 041-8812-839, the Radio Italia Uno office on 8212-3177 or any committee member. Radio Italia Uno's Radiothon, Saturday evening the 23rd of July at the Molinara Social and Sports Club at Windsor Gardens. We thank you for supporting Radio Italia Uno. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. I'll be crossing to various sporting events, we'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Radio Italia Uno every Monday afternoon from 2 till 3. And, of course, listening to Radio Italia Uno all day, every day. Um, but, of course, like I keep saying, please support the people that support us. We are a community-based radio station. We need your support. And, of course, if you have a product or service that you want to promote... This is the best time of the year, the middle of the year to get going for Christmas. Now is the time to get your product and service out there. Also, get in touch with me or any of the members at the Radio Italian Uno's um, office and they would love to help you because, and again, support the people that support us. You hear an ad on the television, you go and buy what, they, what they're selling. But if you hear an ad on the radio... Go and buy what they're selling because we're here to promote the people that promote us. And thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you to everybody that advertises with us. And if you have a product or service, let us help you because we're giving special, special rates. And I know um, last time I spoke to Mark and uh, a couple of the people in the radio station office, they said that they're looking to increase um, the benefits to all our sponsors. So thank you. Now, um, my special guest today is coming to us from um, Thailand at the moment, but is an American living in Thailand. And um, Jonathan Dirpada has been um, living in Thailand for a while and he runs uh, Behold Retreats. Now, Jonathan, you were saying just before the bake, you were saying how you used to work um, for a little while, uh, seven years or so in Hong Kong, and you had a team of people around you that you really uh, inspired you to do better and better. And we were talking about you, you know, you surround yourself with the people you want to be like, you know, and uh, if you're in the wrong circle, well, it's up to you to share or get out. But tell me about what you're saying uh, off air, of course, when we're talking, but you, you mentioned how um, you felt a little bit lost. Yeah, I'm happy to share. I think, you know, for me, the career trajectory that I was on was amazing. I was learning yeah. so much. I was being given more and more responsibility. You know, I was leading a team of about 120 people wow. uh, before I left Hong Kong. And it just, I got to this point where I recognized that the next promotion, the next client, the next deal wasn't going to bring me any incremental joy, any yeah. additional fulfillment in life. And so at that moment, I felt lost. Um, I remember looking myself in the mirror. I think I had, you know, a few drinks the night before yeah. and I'm just going, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but this isn't it. Yeah. And can so, I just say yeah, something I'm, there? Sorry. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just want to say, this is the thing that I say to a lot of my uh, people that I'm coaching, whatever. They have this ladder of success and they climb the ladder of success and they realize when they get to the top of the ladder, it's up against the wrong wall. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. They, they climb yes. this ladder of success, but it's up against the wrong wall. They say, oh, shit, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> you know, that's I didn't want that scene. I wanted that scene over there. <laughs> but that's, from the you know, top of the ladder, you can see a different scene, and that's, you should have been facing that way, you know? You know, it's so funny that you say that because in the last email that I sent to our, our, our guests, to our clients, yeah. I said almost exactly that, except I said, forget having your ladder against the wrong building. I yeah. had it against the wrong dimension. Yes. Well, that's why. So, <laughs> so we're on the same wavelength and although we're, you know, thousands of miles apart, this is great. So tell us about when you got to the top of the ladder, you realized that you weren't fulfilled. So what did you do then? How did you find yourself? The retreats that you went to. Tell me more about that. We were, you know, six or seven minutes. We want to talk about this. Yeah, sure. So I'll give the abbreviated version, and then I'll let you guide yeah. the conversation the way as, as you see fit. So I guess 
for me, I took that year off. I didn't know what was going to fill the space. That was purposeful. Um, and as part of that, I ultimately wound up at what was a very challenging retreat for me um, with working with ayahuasca in the sacred valley of Peru. So I wasn't really prepared for the power of this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a very challenging experience while I was on retreat. You know, a lot of my um, shadow, shall we say, my subconscious was being brought to the surface and I mm-hmm. didn't. I wasn't really adequately tooled or prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then subsequent to the experience, unfortunately, I didn't really have uh, the guidance that we would typically provide to our clients um, after the experience to be able to integrate that big shift in understanding of self and the outside world and the relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. So over the years that followed, I continued to do my own work. I started to do a lot more meditation, a lot more spiritual books. And as I started to make my own progress and also you know, attend more of these retreats, I really began to understood to understand how I would have done this differently if I had been starting from a blank sheet of paper, you know, five years mm-hmm. prior. And so that was, you know, fundamentally my motivation in establishing Behold Retreats in the first instance was to be able to guide my friends and my professional network to really high quality experiences that were transformational and hopefully not quite as scary as some of the things that I went through. Or if they were going to be as scary, at least they would have some, you know, some degree of preparation, <laughs> yeah. uh, more than what I had, and also some guidance thereafter to be that's, able to land back on the feet. Yeah, that's the thing that I found with um, a, a lot of retreats and a lot of people that go to do functions or, or seminars or conferences or whatever. They say they get a lot of pull, you know, before you go, they say, send you messages every day, they send you the expectations, this, that, and everything. And once you've been there, they almost like as if they cut you off. They say, that's it. You know, it's up to you now. And and the ones that do follow up through and, you know, that's when you get the the ha-ha moments come, you know, and then you say, well, aha, uh-huh, now what do I do? And they, there's nobody to guide you through the rest of it. And that's where people fall over and they, that some people get worse than what they were before they went to the retreats. That's what I have found. And my wife now is working with a couple of people and I've, I've coached a couple of business people said, I went to this retreat. I paid $40,000 to go to a retreat, actually in Thailand um, with some American guru that you know got them to pay all this money. And th- they were getting emails every day and two and three times a day to prepare for this conference. The conference was for about a week. All expenses paid at this really you know, first class retreat. That's why it was like expensive. And when they came back, they, while they were there, they never felt like they got their money's worth. And when they came back, they were abandoned, totally abandoned. And the guy came to me and said, oh, look, you know, I went and did this retreat and whatever. And I couldn't believe it when he told me how much he paid. I thought, boy, I would have charged you that much for a whole year of just counselling. <laughs> You know, and that's exactly what happened to me after my first retreat. They gave me a piece of paper and like they showed me the way out the door. Uh, and for, for me, having entered that experience as an atheist and mm-hmm. having new dimensions made available to me, yeah. Um, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was overwhelming. And um, yeah, I, so, so we do a lot more for our guests to make sure that, um, that they land back in the third dimension um, mm-hmm. in, a, in a better way. And also that they have the resources, they feel supported because, mm-hmm. you know, the, ultimately, you know, as, as you said before, the experience itself, you know, nobody's looking for a psychedelic retreat. What I always say to our clients, what you're looking for is improvements to the quality of the human experience. Yep. And you believe that a psychedelic retreat can play a role in facilitating that outcome for you. And those are two very different things. And so, 
to be able to guide people to integrate the experience and also help them understand what they are going to do differently for themselves. Because if you go on a retreat Mm -hmm. and then it's the same drive to work, it's the same diet, the same relationships, the same down to the pub three nights a week, you're going exactly back to who you were before. So if you're going to wake up and you're going to do your meditation, you're going to do some breathing practices, you're going to eat healthy, and then, you know, dot, 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 ah, then we have the foundation for a new you. But yeah. don't think that psychedelics are in of themselves going to solve the problem. you got to solve your own problem. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, the, the one thing that I, when, in some of my seminars, and the, the one thing I say, for things to change, first I must change. You know, so for, for anything to change, first I must change. As soon as I start to change, then things around me would change. You know, and that's the biggest problem that people, like you said, they they go to this retreat, they've put themselves out, they've spent the money that they, you know, normally wouldn't have spent for it but then they come back and they do the same thing same old same old they don't change their diet they don't change any habit they still smoke they still drink they still party and i'm not saying don't smoke don't drink don't party but you've got to look at where you want to be and you know your better self you know and if you want to find your better self you know you you, your better self is not a smoker your better self is not a big happy fat person you know because you know, most people, their better self is a is slim, taut and terrific person. You know, and I'm not being judgmental, but I'm just saying is when you talk to people about what their body image is all about, most people have this slim, taut, terrific body image, you know, yeah. that they would like to have. And the fact that they don't have, then they're depressed every day when they look in the yeah. mirror. They're depressed when they try and put a dress on, when they try and put a, well clothing on (laughs) you know i won't say dress i'm just saying you know whoever dress you know outfits on or whatever when they try and dress you know to look smart you know they can't always look smart in a suit that's too tight on them you know and and that's what people get depressed about you know totally and you know one of the things that we try to help our clients with is self-love right and people like yeah yeah yeah, self-love self-love and then when you have the first I'm going to say it as psychedelic experience of mm-hmm. self-love. And actually, you know, my, my mother lives with me. She's working on her own healing uh, at the moment. And, and I was uh, blessed to be able to help her facilitate that breakthrough of mm-hmm. self-love. And it's the first time in her life that she has, she's 71 years old. Wow. The first time that she was like, oh, she's 71 years young. Love. Shut up. <laughs> she, yeah, she's she is. She's, she's super energetic and enthusiastic. Oh, so, good. Love um, to meet her. <laughs> but to have that, yeah. to have that vertical understanding, that yeah. embodied understanding. We'll come back. We'll come back and talk it. about that. I want to come back and talk about that because we've got an, another five minute session, but we have to take a break now. Are you looking for an Italian restaurant that boasts cuisine inspired by the Amalfi Coast and the Campania region? Introducing Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. Boasting classically trained Italian chefs, recreating wonderful culinary memories of your last visit back home. Italian food that takes your breath away. Squid ink pasta allo scoglio. Spaghetti vongola. Napolitana pizza. This wonderful addition to Adelaide's flourishing Italian culture opens on Monday, March the 21st for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And Lombra can cater for all of your celebrations, christenings, birthdays, family gatherings and private functions. Enjoy the food, the wine and wonderful service and leave the rest to Davida and Fabio. 
Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria, 15 Charles Street, Westlakes. Email to book chow at lombra.com.au. That's C-I-A-O at lombra.com.au. Or call Davida 0417-8777-65. It's an experience you will never forget. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Dalia Uno and you'll receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364-9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Join me, Ron Fiedler and Karen Fiedler each Saturday morning from 9 to 10am for Talking Real Estate, your guide to real estate in Adelaide and South Australia. We'll bring you the latest local real estate news, interviews, tips and advice from property experts. Plus, report on the Italian property market and let you know about the week's open homes and upcoming auctions. And don't forget, I'll be bringing you my open home of the week. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM, Talking Real Estate, every Saturday morning from 9 till 10am. Be in the know with Adelaide's local real estate show. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 
Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. And welcome back after those commercial breaks. Now, please support the people that support us. If you hear somebody advertising their product or service or their shops or whatever it is, go and see them. Go and tell them, hey, I heard it when I was listening to Happy Business Radio. Tell them I listened to Radio Italia Uno and your business came up. They will be so pleased to know that there is somebody there listening because some people tell us, do they actually listen? And then, of course, we have a lot of very happy um, people that come and back to us year after year and renew their contracts and say, hey, thank you for your support. And that's what we're here for. We're supporting the people that support us and we ask you to support the people that support us. And it doesn't matter where you are, anywhere in the world, if you come to Adelaide, support those people. And, of course, some of the people here that advertise stuff that you can actually buy online from their shore. You know, so you can buy it from their store. You don't have to buy it from an American store or a Japanese store or a Chinese store. You can buy it from an Australian store. So, you know, we have uh, clothing lines. We have um, a whole lot of people selling shoes and and. Uh, Look, you just listen to Radio Italia Uno or listen to Happy Business Radio and share it with your friends. I, and I do want to say again, thank you so much to all the people that have shared Happy Business Radio with their friends, with their students. Uh, we've got professors in China, um, uh, Chuang Chao, I think it's called, or Wan Chao, um, who just recently... Um, was telling me that the people in China were listening to this program because of somebody else who was here studying and went back home and said, oh, listen to this. And we've got a lot of people at the moment who are sharing it from uh, professors in Thailand that we were talking to uh, who were flying drones from there. The students were flying drones here in Adelaide and the, the guys in India and Nepal and uh, Ghana, as far away as Ghana, Africa. We've had people from uh, Kenya and and uh, quite a lot of people from other parts of Africa um, that have been on our Zoom calls and we've been speaking to them and uh, they were flying drones here in Adelaide from their country and it's like amazing how to see the technology that they can do and we're going to bring those back soon we're bringing uh, Dr Peng back and uh, find out where they're up to with this uh, technology that they've invented but our special guest today is an American currently living in Thailand uh, Jonathan De Potter uh, Jonathan it's been a real pleasure talking to you today we've we've unleashed a, a lot of um, good things but one of the things just before we went to the break we were talking about your mum, of all things. <laughs> and um, we're talking about how people at 60, 70, you know, think they're old. When you think that, um, you know, I ask people the question, like, when did you expect to die? And it's a very direct question. But you say, you know, at what age do did you expect to die? You know, like people think that in the back of their head, they've always got a figure that they think, you know, I'm going to live till 70, I'm going to live till 80, I'm going to live to 90. And not many think I'm going to live to 100. Of all the people I've spoken to, there'd be a very small percentage or, you know, point something of a percent tell me they're going to live to 100 plus. Most of them say, would have said 70, 80, 85, 90, because that's where their parents died or that's where their relatives died or that's what they've got stuck in their head. So if you talk to somebody and they say, well, like I'm 70 now and I am thinking I'm going to die at 90 something, well, you still say that's almost 30 years. What are you going to do over the next 30 years? What are you doing to improve yourself or to change what you're doing to, so that you can live happier? And there's a book out that's uh, been around for quite a while now. It's called Younger Next Year. 
and it's a really good book. So um, tell me about your ideas of your retreats. When they come out of the retreat, what are some of the benefits that people find from that? Yeah, so the, the way I like to describe it is um, in vibrational terms, because I think it's something that everyone can relate to. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about youth, when we talk about longevity, energy. when we talk about energy, yeah. these are all things that come back to vibration, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and at a, at a molecular level, we understand this. We, you know, the science is proven, right? And so what I think has happened, you know, when we talk about drinking and smoking, and you, you said, you know, nobody really has the best version of themselves in, in a kind of unhealthy state. Yes, yes. Um, and yes. so what we're trying to do is on a fundamental level is to find the self-love, to unify and to align the mind, the body, the heart, and the spirit mm-hmm. into a single energetic calibration. Right. And the, the, the shifts that come and the improvements that are available to the quality of the felt human experience are unbelievable. Um, you know, you can even relate uh progressing this work with uh, a degree of sensitivity mm-hmm. like for me i didn't realize that i was kind of on some level some kind of base level quite numb actually you know <laughs> now if i go and eat a uh you know a burger and fries i'm gonna use that as an example yeah. i feel horrible yeah. i used to eat burger and fries and feel fine yeah. um i used to go out and have five drinks and feel fine but your but body tells so you sensitive. your body tells you doesn't it you you you, you know what's good for you and you know what's not good for you and your body says whoa <laughs> exactly and and it's and part of that is developing that sensitivity so that the feedback loop from your body is there and it's strong because before it wasn't there for me yeah. because it was so it was so deadened that it just wasn't there and so once we develop that energetic sensitivity and we understand that having an argument with this person brings us down Yes. So we don't want to have arguments anymore. Once we understand that doing these things over there with these people brings us down, then yes. all of a sudden we begin to enter, we begin to calibrate all things in our lives on an energetic level. Yes. And that's what I think these medicines can help us develop that sensitivity such that we can bring that back into everyday life. Okay. That's, that's a perfect way of rounding this program up because we've, we're on six and a half minutes already. So we've got to stop, but look, um, what I'll do, I'd love for you to send me an email with all the fees or for your retreats, right? And, uh, you know, like a calendar of events or whatever, because we'll talk about them at some other later stage. And I'm sure I'll get some requests. People say, oh, how much is it or whatever. I didn't want to go into that now. But if people are interested um, in what uh, Jonathan is doing, um, and uh, are your retreats run in Thailand now? Unfortunately, this work is not legal in Thailand, so our retreats run in Costa Rica, Mexico, uh, Portugal, and the Netherlands. Okay, I thought so. That's why I'd I'd want to check what countries you're allowed to run them in, you know. So anyway, we can get a list of all those countries. If you send me um, a flyer or something with what you have, then I'll I'll have it there, and when people ring me or contact me, I can send it through to them, you know. So Beautiful. Jonathan, thank you so much for being our guest from uh, all the way from Thailand. And, of course, Ron, thank you so much. You did a great job and uh, looking at this handsome young man here. So say hello to your mum for me. I, <laughs> I can I can see out the window there. It looks pretty windy. Is that? It is. There's a, a big storm through at the moment. Yes, I, because when we started this thing, you kept flashing on and off, you know, um, and I was wondering whether we were going to get cut off. And over your shoulder there, I can see the wind and it's blowing like quite hard there. But yeah. thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Catch you thank soon. You, Peter. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. Aloha. Thank you. Aloha. And thank you to everybody listening to this. And, of course, please share it with all your friends and relatives and uh, get in touch with us if we can help you in any way. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.